Hello and welcome to another episode of Right Care Baptist. I'm Jake Lancaster. I'm an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. And I'm Amanda Comer. I'm a nurse practitioner and the system director for advanced practice providers. And today we're really excited to have on Dr. H.F. Mason, our chief quality officer for the system. Dr. Mason, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jake and uh, Amanda. I'm uh, honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And everybody should be very familiar with you because I, I assume that people also listen to our Connecting the Dots podcast that you host. So you're, you're a veteran so. podcaster. But, you know, in case we have some listeners that only listen to Right Care at Baptist, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself, your background and uh, how you got to be chief quality officer. Okay, well that's that's a long story. Well, um, I'm I'm a general surgeon by training, and uh, I practiced in New Albany, Mississippi, at, at Baptist Union County. Uh, started practice there in 1998, and uh, about half that time was in private practice, and then the second half of my career there was uh, as a BMG surgeon. And it was it was during that time toward uh, the last several years that that I got really interested in in medical leadership and quality. Um, you know, I wanted to know you know why the hospital operated the way it did, and I, I, w- I was just curious. Started asking a lot of questions. Uh, fortunately, Dr. Swanson, um, I, I, I let him know that that I I wanted to um, be involved in committees at BMG. You know, I just wanted to get involved and 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 know what was going on, and and um, went on from there and uh, started learning more. And um, Walter Grace, who was the CEO at Baptist Union County, we had never had a CMO in uh, in New Albany. He he created that position, and I think it was in 2018 is when I started as as CMO there. That was a part-time position. I was still full gas practice. Um, At that time, I I did start thinking that as I got older, I wanted to move into uh, uh, more administration. And um, I guess it was in the summer of 2020 is when the position at DeSoto came open and um, I applied for that, and uh, I knew that that I needed to be at a bigger, a bigger hospital, uh, which coming from New Albany to DeSoto was, you know, I liken it to going, don't mean this in any way other than going from the minor leagues all the way up to the majors, just because of the sheer size and volume, uh, n- nothing else. Um, and uh, so I came up here and started in January of 21, and uh, that was right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I've actually never been here at DeSoto when there wasn't a pandemic. You know, we're coming out of it a little bit. And um, I don't know about that. Our cases are going up right now. I know. I know. <laughs> we're, we're starting to have a, a mini surge. But um, and when Dr. Joy took over as CMO, uh, probably within, I, I guess it was this past spring they they created um a position uh the chief quality officer of the system and um 
they uh, I applied for that and 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 got that position. Now currently that is a a part time role. Uh, it 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 takes up about 20 to 25 percent of my time right now. I still my 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 primary focus is um is here at at, at DeSoto. Um, you know I'm heavily involved in the with Skip's team and 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 with the Baptist management system and I have a great interest in in uh, continuous improvement and and so uh, that's kind of where I am now uh, and I've enjoyed it I'm still learning I'm I'm still a, a baby chief quality officer that's exciting and we're glad we're glad you're here as the chief as a baby chief quality officer but you know in the cmo role i know you have a slice of quality so quality falls under or within the realm of the cmo within the entity talk to me a little about a little bit about the transition or the perspective now at a system level looking at quality for a large health system you know it's it's a lot of it is the same, but but it, but it's also different because, you know, each whether I was a CMO at New Albany or the CMO at DeSoto, even though we want to have the most systemness that we can, at each individual each individual entity has its own personality, and you know, New Albany, they when it com- when it comes to quality. Uh, they had certain quality issues uh, here at DeSoto. We have other quality issues or, or things that we need to be focusing on that some other hospitals may may not be. But then we, at a system level, you know, you, you're you're having to look at the entire system. And, you know, then, you know, you're thinking, OK, as a system. We need to, you know, this is what we need to be really focusing on. Um, it, it's a big ship, and you know, you you have to have to be patient, and you know, use a lot of influence, and uh, it's uh, it's it's different, but it's it's good. So you mentioned just a minute ago that you know you're involved with Skip's team and continuous improvement. Um, and I know, you know, you know, we have the podcast together and we talk about it all the time. And you'll, sure. you'll say often that you're new to continuous improvement, even though you've been doing it for, you know, I don't know how long now or been involved with Skips and that group. But how does that thinking, um, how do you use that thinking when you when you are trying to figure out how to ad- address a quality problem? Um, or do you use that methodology like the four step improvement kata towards solving different um, quality initiatives? Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, we have we have so many different tools that we use uh, here in Baptist, but but everything is basically based on the the model for improvement. You know, uh, what is it that I'm trying to achieve? You know, what are we trying to achieve? Where am I? in relation to that goal what is the gap you know what what um how will i know if i'm improving yeah how am i going to measure it and um what's the first step that i can take to to uh to close that gap and and you can apply that to you know if you were you know let's say we, we were just down in jackson talking about 
CLABS, central line associated bloodstream infections. And, you know, here at DeSoto, we we had a we had a big gap between where we were and where we wanted to be. And, you know, we looked at our current condition. We looked at all the processes that are involved in in uh, inserting a central line, maintaining a central line. And you can't you can't as you know, you've heard this. It's a cliche. You know, you can't eat the, the whole elephant. You can't fix everything at a t- at one time. But uh, you pick a process and you work on that process. And when you get that hardwired and standardized, you're 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 getting closer to your goal and, and decreasing that gap. And then you you pick your next process and and you know talking about the central lines, you may focus on you know your linen changes. You know that's going to be that's our process focus. And you PDSA you PDSA until you get that hardwired. And then okay now we're going to work on our CHD bathing. Get that now we're going to work on our central line dressing changes. And you know that's that's that scientific thinking that we want all of our team members to have is that, you know, it's it's really sometimes we make it too complicated. We make it too complicated. We need you. you, you what am I trying to achieve? Where am I? And what's the next thing that I can do to, to close that gap and um, and realize that it, it takes time and you can't you can't. Uh, you can't fix the problem overnight. You have to be patient. But uh, as I said, that's that's that scientific thinking that we we, we really and, and as Skip would like to say, we we do it all the time. But is what we want to do. We want our team members to have, you know, we don't want we don't want to teach them how to fix a specific problem. We want to we want to teach them a method that they can apply to any problem. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, we actually had a we recorded our final episode in the series on the four step improvement kata with uh, Tilo Schwartz today on mm-hmm. uh, experimenting towards uh, your next target condition. Um, I hate I missed that. Yeah, it was good. You know, it was just me. So I apologize to the audience that has to listen to just me. But it's um, you know, he made the distinction of, of experimenting versus implementing. I feel like in healthcare, we rush to implement something of a solution as opposed to experimenting where you're going to try something different so that you gain new insight and and learn new things about uh, the process you're trying to improve. Um, Whereas I feel like a lot of times we, from top down, push a new solution to everybody and then you you know you're talking about this a little while ago one the solution that works for new albany might not work for desoto might not work for memphis or jackson um you know what have you seen working at the two different size places with two different cultures two different sets of positions and workflows um have you seen where one thing worked there that would not work at the other you know let me Well, you know, obviously, I think about um, sepsis work, you know, improving sepsis uh, outcomes, sepsis mortality, improving improving sepsis uh, bundle usage. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, in New Albany, it, it's it's a smaller, it's such a smaller place and, and, and you have much fewer patients. And, and, you know, they were, you know, they are able to concurrently review those charts as the patients are in the hospital right then and there. And, and they're able to affect change right then and there. Here at DeSoto, it's a little bit different. It, it's, it's, with, with with the more patients that we have and and the sheer volume, it's harder for us to do that. And and so we have to be a little bit we have to attack it a little bit differently. We are we're all trying to get to the same to the same uh, point, but the the tactics that we use are are different just just based on based on logistics, based on uh, volume and, and whatnot. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you talked about the differences in tactics, and you also mentioned a couple initiatives, so sepsis and CLAPSI reduction. Are there other initiatives, quality initiatives, from a system level that we're looking at currently? Sure. You know, we um, one that we are about to roll out is, um, you know, hand hygiene. And, you, you know, a lot of times... Uh, you know, you just have to get back to the basics and, and, you know, talking, talking with Marianne Ivy, who's our, y'all know Marianne, our system uh, IP uh, person. And, you know, I asked her, I said, Marianne, what is the one thing that we could do as a system to, to reduce harm for our patients and, and keep our patients safe? And she said, obviously it's hand hygiene. And so, so we're about to roll out uh, we're in the process of rolling out a bit, uh, just, you know, it, it seems so, it seems so elementary that you think, well, everybody washes, you know, washes their hands, but they don't, you know, and, and so uh, we're, you know, we're not calling it hand hygiene 2.0, but, but it's kind of a reboot. And, and as I said, trying to get back to the basics and, 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 you know, you know, we talk about standardization and whatnot. We want it to be the same everywhere. We will, and and I hear this story about, um, you know, this guy who used to work at, who worked for the Virginia Mason Clinic in Seattle. I, I told this story a, a couple of weeks ago, but he um, he was somewhere out in town, maybe at a restaurant, went in the uh, went in the restroom and, and was washing his hands. And a guy said, hey, you must work at you work must work for Virginia Mason. And he said, well, how did you know? He said, well, everybody works at Virginia Mason, washes the hands just like you do. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what we want. We want we want um, everybody at Baptist to do it the right way, uh, you know, every time. So. Hand hygiene, you know, falls, we're working on falls, uh, we're working on uh, pressure injuries. You know, those those are big things that we're working on from a system level. What can you tell us about the uh, the Vizient um, National Quality Scorecard work that we're also doing? You know, how is that project? We, we talked about a little bit on this program before, but how is that um, project, I guess, advanced over the last year? Yeah, it's, it's the NQSO work. It's National Quality Scorecard Optimization. And, uh, you know, as you know, uh, all hospitals we get we get judged uh, on different national scorecards, CMS stars, uh, Leapfrog, U.S. U.S. News, and 
uh, U.S. News, and is what is what Vizient uh, has helped mainly <coughs> two hospitals. They were focusing on Memphis and uh, DeSoto is helping us. It's a it was a three year uh, it's a three year project, and they are helping us um, improve strategically. You know, we, we're improving, but, uh, you know, you we had the goal of increasing our CMS star ratings and, and our national quality scorecard ratings. And as what Vizient has helped us do, they have helped us that we, we gave them a ton of data. They they looked at it and looking at it, they said, OK, uh, DeSoto, if you want to go from a one star to a four star in five or six years, these are the uh, initiatives that you need to be working on. And, you know, the things that we, we may be working on here at DeSoto are different, maybe different from the things that they are working on. Uh, a lot of them are the same, but but some are different than they're they're working on at, at Memphis. So it, it's been really helpful. There's been a lot of a lot of good work. Uh, we are improving. We've, we've got a we've got a long ways to go, but uh, so far, it's been good. So uh, have there been any, I guess, projects or optimizations that have come out of that uh, that work that you've done with Vizient? Tell us a little bit more. You know, one of the things that uh, just thinking right offhand, um, one of the things that Vizient, and, and this isn't a specific project for, um, you know, anything in particular, but they, they really have shown us the value of visual management. And that's one thing that we're, we're trying to apply across all of our units is, you know, now you, you can go on most of our units and they'll have a visual management board. And, and that's just a way of whatever, whatever processes that unit is working on, you know, having it on display so that anybody that walks in that break room can can see how we're doing with our you know i mentioned our chd bass how are we doing today related mm -hmm. to that how how did we do last week what are our trend lines what are how do our run charts look like so that that's uh that's something that uh Vizient, i mean there's a Vizient's helped us a lot but uh that that's something that that comes to mind right offhand I had the opportunity to visit um, Baptist DeSoto ICU, and there was a visual um, board related to the CLAPSI work that was impressive, and everybody on the unit could speak to it. You know, they mm -hmm. were able to look at it and quickly know that information. But Yeah. Another thing that, that you know, we, we have switched from pre Premier for uh, giving us our, you know, uh, mining our data or uh, helping helping us with our data to to the Vizient clinical database and and that's that's been a real positive change because in the CDB you can you can compare yourself to you know anybody else that's in the clinical database and if you wanted to see how you're doing with chf mortality compared to vanderbilt or compared to uab or compared to you know you can see how you're doing compared to you know hospitals like you know 
uh, of like size in, in the in the country. So it's 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 transparent, and it um, it's really helping drive a lot of our improvement work. So let's go back and, and talk a little bit more about uh, maybe how continuous improvement methodology interact with quality. Um, tell me about obstacles. What obstacles do you have? Both that you know, as the CMO at DeSoto, but also as the Chief Quality Officer for the system, uh, to to quality improvement work. What what do you face that that you have to overcome? You know, I think um, I think one of the things right now is, and 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 this isn't unique to um, to Memphis or DeSoto or even the Babbitt system is um, is we have staffing issues, and and you know and, and with that, sometimes with the um, dealing with capacity and and when you're having to uh, deal with uh, patients who are waiting in the in the ED and and that, a lot of times that 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 takes your focus off off the quality work that you you know you're a lot of times we're having to put out fires and that that come up and uh, it it, it Kind of distracts us from uh, from being able to focus on on the work that we need to be doing. You know, a, as we come out of the pandemic, we have uh, you know that as it's easing up, we've been able to focus more. Um, you know, not only as a hospital but as a system on on our quality work. And and one of the things that I think one of the things that we've learned um, during the pandemic is that. You know, we did a lot of great things. We we did a you know we were able to move quickly and pivot and change and do we did small tests of change all throughout the pandemic and and it was you know it was almost like it was a, a continual PDSA PDSA. Um, yeah. It's and, amazing uh, how much you can get done when you have the entire organization focused on the same problem at the same time. Without any other competing problems, and and since yeah, we've come yeah. out of it, you know, all the distractions that everybody working on on their own individual projects have have come back, and so we've lost a little of that ability. I feel like. Yeah, and and you know, I say, you know, I don't want to say this is an obstacle, but it, it's something that that we, and and you know, it's it's starts at the top with with Mr. Little and, and Dr. DePriest is that there we want to create that that uh, continuous improvement culture and we want everybody in the organization to to realize that you know a lot of times people when they think of quality they think of you know the the doctor and the nurse treating the patient but but it's so much broader than that 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 everybody that works works in the uh, in the hospital is involved in quality you yeah. know and 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 I've, I've talked about this before you know quality is quality in healthcare is hard to define but you know you know we want it to be safe effective timely efficient patient-centered and equitable and you know every everybody in the hospital Everything that they do is, whether it's directly or indirectly, is um, affecting the quality of care that that patient is getting. And, and that's the mindset 
that uh, that we want to uh, that we want to have. And and Jake, you've heard me. I know you get tired of me saying this. I mean, we can have the um, we can have the greatest strategy, but as Peter Drucker says, you know, culture eats strategy for lunch. And if you don't have the culture to, uh, I, I, to I like the Michael Jackson or Michael, not Michael Jackson, um, Mike Tyson quote better where he says everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah I, I, I like that too i'll have to start i'll have to start quoting uh mike tyson but yeah. but that's right you know and 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 that's what um that's what we want to do here at baptist is, is create that culture uh in that mindset so that uh that everybody is, is working to to uh keep our patients safe and uh, providing the best care that we can. Yeah. Amanda, do you have any other questions? No, that's great. That's a great comment to end on. Yeah. Is there, is there any last words you want to leave with the medical staff about direction of quality uh, over the next year? You know, I, um, I guess the thing that I would like to is to say is that we, to the, to the healthcare providers out there, we're, we're all, we're all healthcare providers, but I want to speak specifically to the, uh, to the physicians and the APPs is that, um, that we need your help, that, uh, you know, we appreciate, we appreciate those who are so far are willing to help and be engaged, but, but we, we would certainly want and need, uh, y'all's assistance as we, um, as we try to improve because you guys are the ones who were who were you know on the front lines taking care of those patients uh and uh you guys have great ideas and are smart people and and uh you know uh can can really help us drive the improvements so uh i ask uh, for y'all's assistance and uh, anyway anything that we can do to uh to help you guys just just let us know well thank you and and thank everybody for listening uh remember if you follow the link in the show notes you can redeem this episode for seeing me credit thank you all i appreciate it